Hello and welcome to episode one of season two of Genius Hack. We made it. We're back. We didn't get cancelled. We didn't somehow. <laughs> I maybe they just don't know we're airing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Oh yeah, Orla, I forgot to tell you, we didn't get permission. <laughs> pirate radio. Woo. <laughs> Disclaimer, we're not pirate radio. We are not. We're, we're not, we're not uh, brave enough. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, season two. It's just amazing that we managed to kind of even get through the first one. And yeah. I thought season one was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. And To be honest, it kind of exceeded my expectations. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, can we do this? Not that I didn't believe in us. It was but just you like didn't a- believe in us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. Like, I think because it was sort of like little bit of a almost a pipe dream sort of yeah, a thing it was exactly. like is this ever gonna actually yeah. be a thing and then we finally did it exactly and we've held on to it we've made sure it stays a thing yes and uh i feel had, like when you get a second season it's just like yeah we're here for keeps yeah it's like yeah pe- people are okay with it the first time it might have been a fluke but i don't yeah. think it's gonna I don't think they accidentally let us do the show twice no <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> we hope <laughs> Um, but yeah, season two, so we've got loads of stuff uh, coming your way yeah. over the course of the season. We'll have some great interviews, uh, no doubt. and Lots just of some, news. Yeah, and some really good topics as well. Uh, today, our topic for today's show, we, we're kind of looking, at the start of the show, we'll be looking at some medical facts and interesting mm-hmm. stuff. We're kind of looking at medical science stuff in general. Yeah. But we talked last season about, um, I think Prosthetic. prosthetics came up once in an episode. Yeah. And we talked about, oh, we have to do an episode on this. Because so, it's so vast. Like, oh, it is. It's huge. Like, and it's so interesting. And I, I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Mm. So, like, anytime there's somebody who needs that, who's an amputee and is getting a new thing, and I'm just like, is this real? Yeah. Like, the advances are amazing. Oh, un- unbelievable. And it's been knocking around for longer than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. And we'll have a lot of really cool facts about yes. it as we kind of move on. Definitely. Um, We'll also, as I said, we'll start off with just some medical facts in general. Yeah. We'll have some news at the end. But this is actually, it's this is kind of neither news nor a fact thing. It's kind of to do with prosthetics. Did you hear about what happened at, I'm pretty sure it was at the premiere of that Alita Battle Angel movie? No. Uh, they did a really cool thing. Um, they invited this uh, young girl along. I'm not sure how old she was. I'm crap with looking at age, looking at kids Same. and working out. Well, I'd have guessed... 13-ish. Oh, that's a fair guess. Um, <laughs> but she had had both arms amputated uh, okay. below the elbow. And they brought her in. And have you seen that film? Yes. And you know when she gets like the the her proper body like towards the end and yeah, it has that cool yeah. kind of purple Spoilers. design. And stuff. Oh, crap. Yeah, that's a <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> well, no, it's not really because she gets it earlier on in the film. So it's a minor spoiler. True. But um, the, her kind of... That, that suit, that body, yeah. that has a really cool design and stuff on it. Yeah. Um, they designed to, not even just like prosthetics, these are like bionic arms. Like I've you know. been seeing that a lot, the word bionic used in an actual, mm. like a literal sense. Oh, it's literal like it's now, not yeah. an exaggeration. Mm. But they built two of these arms for her. And no they brought way. her along completely free. They brought her to the premiere oh. and stuff and they, you know, they fit the arms and they, like she can move the fingers and she can do the whole Ooh. thing. And it was really cool because she got to walk the red carpet with oh. the like the these bionic arms, and of course everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Like these are actually like the yeah. arms from the film designed off Alita's arms. That is so isn't cool. it really oh, really cool. What a time to be alive! I know that's thrown around a lot, and I use it a lot, like you know, in joke, in, in jest. But like, really, what a time to be alive! Yeah. Like that's, that's so amazing. I think if anything, it's just slightly sad it wasn't covered more. 
Yeah. I didn't hear about that anywhere. Like it was later on. Where I heard about that was there was people complaining about stuff to do with another film. We won't get into all of that, but there was a lot of controversy over another thing. Oh. Um, but there was people complaining about that, and everyone was like, "Why does everyone focus on these more negative stories and stuff yeah. and films and people being, you know, what?" And we're not talking about something like Such this, like a studio things. doing something really cool for their premiere. And I mean, given the time we're alive. We could do with a bit of positivity, yeah. to be fair. You know, planet dying and all that fun stuff. All the fun, yeah. <laughs> Which we talk about extensively on this show. I hope that doesn't sound like something that would put you off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, really it's cool thing me. to do. Yeah, it's mainly you. I yeah. try to keep things positive and lighthearted and then you just drag it down and yeah. just make it make it really sad. <laughs> no, Orla, we're having fun. Escapism, escapism. <laughs> true, true. I promise not to say environment for the duration of the show. Not going to say series, just the show. Yeah, but we'll we'll have an environment-free environment, <laughs> which inevitably would probably kill us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's really cool. It was a really cool thing to do, and I, I always like when whether it's films or whether it's big companies, they use their platform to yeah. kind of highlight something important. That's it. And one of the things that they were kind of talking about in with with that, with what they did with this girl, is the idea of, um, I suppose, confidence when it comes mm. to these kind of things. Like there's a company that I was looking at when I was um, doing kind of my half of the research for the show, and they make prosthetic arms for kids that look like Iron Man and oh, stuff wow. like that. And the reason they do it is they're saying a lot of kids are nervous to go out in public wearing them mm. because they've never, um, you know, they're, they're, kids don't like to be different, I suppose. Yeah. And, and you don't like to be seen as different as a kid. So And other kids can be mean. Other kids can be very mean. So a lot of kids don't like to do it. And what this company was doing was, like, they have loads of cool designs. Like, one is, you know, in Frozen, when Elsa's <gasps> using her, her magic and her arms yeah. kind of go all kind of icy looking, they're like the blue colour. Oh, cool. And that's what it looks like. Yeah. And so they've them, and that's, so that's really kind of a slimmer line sort of look to it. And the, yeah. But the, the Iron Man one is, like, chunky, and it looks <laughs> like a big robot arm and stuff. And awesome. Like, they do loads of that kind of stuff. And it, they're looking at the same thing that the, the people who did this for the Alita film was, mm. which is confidence so yeah. the kids can go out and feel this is cool yeah you know I, i'm iron man yeah and show it off to friends and exactly. they were saying the response they got was a lot of kind of people who are fully able-bodied like friends of these kids going oh where do I, how can i get one like <laughs> yeah. that's what you want you know that's exactly. the kind of reaction you want that's nice. i wouldn't mind but like that's what i like in my head i was just like that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but uh, that's such a good idea and i mean like Kids are amazing in terms of prosthetics because like, yeah. they just, especially if they're young, they adapt like a duck to water. And like there's all these like gymnasts and stuff. I think over the summer there was um, there was a there was a gymnast who was um, who had two prosthetic legs and she was phenomenal. Mm. Like it's amazing how it's, it, it, duck to water. Like I said, it's so cool. Mm, there's a guy. Um, we will we will cover more of this in the actual prosthetic section of the yeah. show. But there's also guys an Olympic swimmer. And he has different legs that he uses for different things. <laughs> so he has ones for, for swimming and, and different stuff amazing. like that, which is really cool. Oh, really, really cool. so cool. But we'll have our, our, our facts have things for us. We have some facts. Yeah. Um, and we have some really, really interesting ones, some cool ones, some slightly scary ones. <laughs> <laughs> Start off with a sl- slightly gross one, which is each person sheds around 22 kilograms of skin in his or her lifetime. Oh my god! Yeah, isn't that a little bit weird? Especially That's considering so most of the dust you see around your house is like skin cells. I was and about stuff. to say, I was like, well, sure, actually, isn't dust like the majority is with skin, hair, mm-hmm. and nails and yep. stuff? Gross. Mm. It's 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 yeah, it's quite disgusting. Sand is kind of like ocean dust. 
yeah, I suppose. <laughs> just thinking, I, I, I had an image of dust under a microscope and then I thought of the sand under a microscope, but it's all teeny tiny seashells. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, yeah, I get you, that. you know, to give dust a, a better reputation. Yeah, it's just dust like... We make sand it, of the land. Sand of the land. It's more glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> Um, most people know if they did biology and stuff in school um, how many chromosomes humans have I'm not going to quiz you on this unless you nod and say you know it straight away but um, humans do you? Uh, 32 46 never mind <laughs> <laughs> humans have 46 chromosomes right? and I did higher level biology for leaving so did I <laughs> uh, the next two I didn't know though peas have 14 what? yeah but the interesting one crayfish have yeah. 200 <laughs> Crayfish. Crayfish. As in the kind, the little ones that move house. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. That's so interesting. Good for them. Yeah. Good, good job, crayfish. Not, to, to not that they had to do anything to get them or yeah. anything. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, they've adapted that their house is on their back, like, and they can yeah. move houses. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. And then we did it with caravans. Slightly oh, different. Yeah. 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 We just copied them. <laughs> yeah. We have to drive ours around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your stomach lining um, yeah. we talk, talk about like your stomach we all know you have like a stomach lining we've mm-hmm. heard of it ulcers are usually formed by breaks in stomach lining and stuff yeah. we have a mucus lining on our stomach mm. if that was to break down your stomach would actually digest itself I have seen this before mm. like that's a little bit terrifying so it's like you look, look after your diet yeah because <laughs> basically our body is a, is a waiting self-destruct button mm-hmm. <laughs> oh it's I, what I find so fascinating about the human body is it there's so many systems that are, you know, in such teeny tiny balance. Like, if anything yeah. is slightly off, that's it. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Like there's and a, a very very quick uh-oh. Oh, very fast uh-oh. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you don't, you only get the uh bit. And yeah. Then <laughs> like, I've heard that even before with different things. Um, like, people doing different, you know, types of diets and stuff like that. And they're warned, like, how it affects your stomach lining. Yeah. And you need to be aware, depending on what it is you're putting into your body, how it affects smaller things in your body. Because it might sound deadly. It might sound, oh, great, I go on this diet and I'm going to lose a load of weight. Brilliant. But not everybody takes into account the fact that, yes, you will lose a load of weight. But it will put this off kilter yeah. and this will be a little bit off. And it's this is one of those things. Like, how does it affect your stomach lining? Not a lot of people know. Yeah, we need everything for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's all there. It's not just there for the crack. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's one that would have been good for our Valentine's episode back a couple of weeks ago. Ooh. But apparently more germs are transferred by shaking hands than kissing. Huh. Mm. Who knew? Yeah. So you're better off anytime you go to a business meeting, just kiss everybody in the room <laughs> instead of shaking their hands. It's not weird. Yeah. This is just more sanitary. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a German germaphobe. Ger- Let germ- me kiss you. <laughs> I refuse to shake your hand. I will kiss you, but I refuse to shake your hand. But of course, when you think about it, like as you're sitting there, realistically, your mouth and your lips have just whatever bacteria is sort of present in your body and from eating and stuff. And okay, some people might put a pen in their mouth, stuff like that. But your hands are like, as I'm sitting here, the amount of surfaces I've touched, whether it be the desk, whether it be the the counter that the desk is on. Your mobile phone. Your phone, your phone, yeah. Everything. Setting up the microphones, I've touched something here, moving things around, everything. Yeah. You're constantly, even like that, like you, you meet someone, you give them a hug, you don't know what's on their jacket, you've yeah. picked something up. You're constantly picking things up, whether you know it or not. I have an insatiable urge just to get some hand sanitizer right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do apologise. And if anybody else at home is running for the hand sanitizer, yeah. probably a good move. Yeah. But also, sorry about that. <laughs> um, this one, I think, I've heard this one before, but your heart beats 100,000 times a day. 
Mm. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. I don't know why I think it's sweet, but it's like, well, thanks for keeping me alive, <laughs> good, bud. Good job. You're working. You're keeping me alive. Yeah. Um, this one I find really cool. Um, probably didn't exactly apply to me because I say I had a different reaction, but apparently human fetuses react to loud rock music by kicking. Oh. I assume I probably headbanged. My niece did that. <laughs> Um, really? She, yeah, my first niece, like my my brother and his girlfriend, they're like really into metal and rock music. Yeah, and Faith loved it. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. that's gonna be one cool kid. Yeah. Oh, she is. <laughs> she's she's older now. She's older now. Yeah. Okay, is one cool kid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in keeping on the, on the feet is topic. That, that sounds a bit strange. <laughs> but since we're mentioning it, um, they'd also I assume be able to to make facial reactions to it because apparently at twelve weeks they can um, scowl and squint. Mm. So if they don't like it, they can probably be scowling at you. Like, why are you squowling? They'll be squowling. <laughs> why are you playing this loud rock music? I'm squowling now. I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm squirreling now. I love it. Now, Harry Potter. You're yes. a Harry Potter person. I am indeed. Do you remember in, I think it was the f- first one? I think it was Philosopher's Stone. It could have been the second one. Mm-hmm. When he's he's flying on the broom mm-hmm. and he gets a spell cast on him. And just, I'm not going to give spoilers here. So I'm not going to, because I already messed up. So I'm not going to say who does it. <laughs> but he falls off the broom and then his arm he gets his arm broken and it gets fixed and it's all rubbery. The second that? one, is yeah. the second one? Because it's Dobby. Who? Yes. So his arm's like rubber. Yeah. And apparently, um, if you remove, like, it, what that spell must have done for it to work, apparently if you remove the minerals from your bones, um, the way we can actually do it is by soaking it overnight in a 6% solution of uh, hydrochloric acid, ah. uh, it'll become so soft you could actually tie it in a knot. Oh my god! That's, that's how disgusting. soft the bone will go, which presumably is what that spell would have had to have done. Yeah, removed all the minerals from Harry's bones. I don't actually, I take it back. That was the first one. Was it? it yeah. Yeah. Sorry, bad fan over here. Yeah. Dobby well, to be fair, I didn't know either. To leave, but that one was the first one. I stand corrected. Mm. <laughs> so see, to be fair, I didn't know. Yeah. So I, I, I knew the, I knew the scene. I knew the scene as well as I know anything else. But because yeah. there was a person doing it, and there was another person doing a counter curse mm-hmm, at the same time yes yeah see you see how we're not spoiling something that's like years old yeah. but then i just immediately spoiled <laughs> something that's only recently out that's and still, still in the, the cinema, cinema. <laughs> <laughs> we have our priorities right here yeah. people but uh yeah that's i know i know my harry potter i know my, my yeah. things like that um one thing here, here's people at home if you want to kind of join in just for fun and um, how many bone how many bones are in the human body 121 no. Six? 206. Damn. Mm. <laughs> but that's what you have now. So anybody who's an adult listening in, that's what you have. Now, some people are slightly different and stuff like that. But mm. that's on average what you'd have. As a kid, you have 300. That really weirds me out. Your bones fuse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like teeth where they fall out. No, they just like <laughs> decide, oh, I like you, other bone, and they just fuse yeah. together. It's just like, oh, my femur is loose. <laughs> 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 they grow up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they, they they stick together and do that whole thing. It, it's it is really interesting, though. Like, I mean, I try not to think about it much, but the body is weird. Mm. It's so weird. Oh, yeah. The, literally the miracle of life. Mm. <laughs> it, it is kind of, it's nearly, it's a miracle that it's, it all works. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching a thing. Um, it was, oh, I don't want to get this wrong. It wasn't. <laughs> no pressure. Oh, it was Brian Cox. Oh, he was him. speaking about um, 
was it Brian Cox? See, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to get it wrong. Oh. But they were talking about the possibility. I'm only slightly going off topic here because I'm still talking about science. Yeah. But they're talking about the possibility of life on other planets. Yeah. And he was talking about how while it's more than likely a thing that there is life on other planets. I'm doubting myself here, by the way, that it was. <laughs> no, I think we talked about this before on the show. That there's the, the conditions are so, yeah. have to be so exact that there, it, it could po- be possible that it just hasn't been that perfect anywhere else. Yeah, because I think we talked about it um, when we had David Moore from Astronomy Ireland on. Oh, we might have done. Yeah, because I remember being very disappointed. And I, was, and I love Brian Cox, but I was just like, nope, not this time, Brian. I'm going to believe there's life out there. <laughs> See, Orla's a fan of the show, so she knows what happens in different episodes. Apparently, I'm a bad fan of the show. You are a bad fan. But <laughs> what, can, can one of the presenters be a bad fan of the show? Um, but while we were talking, we were talking there earlier about um, the, the number of bones and the, the Harry Potter bone break thing. Mm-hmm. And talking about the number of um, bones in your body. Mm-hmm. Apparently, one person in 20 has an extra rib. Really? Yeah, and they're more often than not men. Really? Mm-hmm. That's so strange. Isn't that a, a bit of a weird one? Yeah, and is there any, like, function to it? No, or? it's just one of those weird things that happens. Huh. When it, it m- affects men more often than it affects women. And another thing that affects men more often than it affects women is um, having really bad acne. Uh, really? Yeah, oh, men are more right. likely than girls to have bad acne. The ratio is about two to three. Do you think that has something to do with facial hair, though? Cause no, because most people I know who have gone through acne like I suffered I still suffer with pretty bad acne I just managed to kind of control it yeah. but um, most people I know who suffer with acne got it way before they ever start growing facial hair but could there be something like because the like the hair follicles can like might be an irritant or something like that or see possibly but isn't yeah. it a case and I could be wrong here but I think it's a case where men and women actually we all have the same number of hair follicles on our face. Oh, wait, it's yeah. Just, and I suppose men and women have different hormones, like different yeah. levels. So it's probably something to do with that. So it's probably a hormonal balance thing. Because I think men and women really? have the same number of hair follicles. It's just men's hair grows out thicker yeah. than women's hair does. Peach fuzz. Mm. <laughs> women all have peach fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it sounds nicer somehow. <laughs> um, <So> yeah. soft. <laughs> Yeah, not this. Well, no, actually, do you know what? Actually, yeah. Beard oil. I was about yeah, to say, beard oil is amazing. Mm. It's really so helps. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, any any hair oils are great for your hair. Ten out of ten would recommend. As, as someone who used to work yourself in a, in a shop <laughs> that sold that kind of stuff, you know. So yeah, I was. I, I can attest to this because I went like two weeks. I was thinking beard oils didn't do all that much, and I went two weeks without it because I forgot to buy more. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, that was really making it soft. I just thought I had naturally soft beard hair. Apparently, I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the nutrients and and lipids in the. In the beard oils. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel like quizzing you a fair bit today. We, we, we need to do a thing in the future <laughs> where we start quizzing each other on this show. That might be kind of interesting. Um, do you know what the largest cell in the human body is? Skin. No, well, that's not a cell. That's a collection of cells. That's the, oh, sorry, that's, that's organ. the organ. Sorry. Largest, ski, largest, largest skin. Cell. Largest cell in the human body. Um, it's, if, if this is a clue, it's about 175 times heavier than the smallest cell, which is also kind of its counterpart oddly I enough I do not know ah well the largest cell is the female egg cell oh wait I think I did know this it is the largest cell in the human body oh and oh uh, that's so weird oddly enough the smallest cell in the human body is the sperm sperm sperm, <laughs> sperm cell I can't no say way. that yeah so it's counterpart yeah one is like really big and one is really small <laughs> little fish in a big pond <laughs> Basically, I suppose. 
<laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, apparently, also the the average person has about a hundred thousand scalp hairs. A hundred. Actually, to be honest, I have thought about this because, as somebody who brushes their hair regularly, and nearly every, t- probably every time I brush my hair, hair comes out. I'm just like, and my hair is still pretty thick. I'm just like. Mm. I really hope that I'm not like this is all just dead hair and it's like snapping off somewhere. Oh, I get that fear too. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, but like I think the fear is probably slightly worse for men due to male pattern baldness. Yeah. So the I think all men at some point have had that worry of <laughs> seeing, especially once because when I was having my hair shorter, never was much of an issue. When I used to have my hair long, yeah, because I at one point like I had my hair like pretty long, um, and longer your hair is, the more you start to notice hairs kind of yeah. falling out in the shower I was terrified I was so. I was losing my hair I'm like oh no no <laughs> I'm like I'm, not even, I'm only in my early 20s I'm losing my hair <laughs> but uh, luckily I wasn't yes. but I still get nervous with that kind of thing if I, like, even though I know that that's just normal hairs break off and yeah. some fall out and it's normal enough I but still get do, it with, you do kind of go through this like but is this above average because mm. it's not exactly a conversation you always have it's just like so how many hairs come out when you brush your hair <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that conversation with a person. Yeah. Well, we're having it now. Yeah. <laughs> Text in with how many... Ha- I was about to say, <laughs> let us know. Let us know. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. Actually, it's been a while since we've given them out. Can you remember them? I'm, I'm, see, Nine, te- two, five... Nope. Yeah, you're right. Th- yeah. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nine, two, five, genius hack. Actually, no, it's backwards, isn't it? I'm thinking the 925 Phoenix FM. Me if you too. are yeah, trying to get in contact with Phoenix saying. FM, <laughs> at 925 Phoenix FM. Um, Genius Hack is on Facebook. It's just Genius Hack, yeah. 925. On Twitter, Genius Hack, or Genius underscore Hack. No, that's no, Instagram. No, that's Jess. Genius Hack 925 by itself. And then G- Instagram is Genius underscore Hack. We're sorry for making this so complicated. Yeah. Uh, we'll we had the constraints of social media. True. People, <laughs> people stole our names. Yes. But uh, we'll do one or two more of these and then we'll jump on to our main topic. Um, fingerprints. We have unique fingerprints. Yes. And um, we all have unique fingerprints. But did you also know we also all have unique tongue prints? Really? Mm-hmm. All our tongues have unique prints. Ooh. Yeah. That's so in theory, if someone was to... Now, how would you get a tongue print? Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say if somebody <laughs> committed a crime, that would also be an option. Only if they licked things. like That would be a bit weird. Well, so we have unique eyes as well. Yeah. Like retina scanners and stuff. Yeah, because retinal scanners are yeah. things, exactly. Just gotta be scanning everything they mm-hmm. now to get into safes and vaults and. Speaking of retinas, your retinas do a cool thing. Ooh. Well, your retinas do lots of cool things. Yeah. But uh, one really cool thing is when you look at an object. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people will kind of know this if they've done biology. They'll probably know it but have forgotten it. Um, the image actually appears upside down. Yeah. So as I'm looking at you now, the image appears upside down. Yeah. Um, on your retina, your, but your the retina sends that signal to your brain your brain flips it so you can perceive what's going on yeah. so you actually see everything upside I think it's upside down and mirrored really and yeah I'm, I'm, maybe I'm wrong I, it could be just upside down I should have looked into that actually I think it's actually just upside down maybe it's not mirrored I think it's upside down but like just upside down because with babies they see everything upside down for a couple, I can't remember if it's a couple of weeks or a couple of months, but like the first, like at the start of life, you see everything upside down. And oh. then I guess you just wake up one day and everything's right side up again. That must be so disorientating when yeah. the day flips. Yeah. Imagine that, cause like that'd be for you if you woke up tomorrow morning and you were seeing everything upside down. Yeah. Imagine trying to get used to that. Maybe that's why they cry so much. They just Could get be. very confused. Could be. <laughs> Uh, we'll give one last one. Uh, we'll give two. Uh, enamel mm-hmm. on your teeth is the hardest substance in your body. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. And tooth decay, since we're talking about teeth, can, um, has led to 60% of adult Americans losing their upper teeth. Oh. Mm. So yeah, take care of them teeth. Yeah, I, I want to go brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I talk about teeth, I start kind of like, mm, mm. checking my teeth. Yeah, they feel relatively okay. <laughs> but there's your interesting facts for today. I thought we had some good ones there. Just thinking of um, like eyes and retinas and stuff like that. One thing that I kind of think about sometimes is, you know, colours. I do. I've seen them and very often. There's a few <laughs> in front of me right now. <laughs> but like, you know, so I'm looking at the colour green. And I have been taught that that is the colour green. Ah, here we go. I know but where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, you could see that and you could see it as the colour green and that's what you know is green. Yeah. But we don't know for sure that we're seeing the exact same mm. shading or but something. There is a theory that, that's, that that could be possible. Now, yeah. we don't all see in the same shades. That, yeah. That's definitely slightly different for different people depending on eye. Because even just damage, eye damage yeah. and different things. And uh, that's all to do with how, how we filter light. Um, but yeah, there is a possibility that what you like, there's an orange cushion there that, that what I can see it and I know it's orange. You can see it and I know it's orange. Yeah. But what oh, I we agree see, that it is we agree that it's orange. orange. But, but what I see as orange could be what if you know, what you see as orange could be what I see as green. Yeah. We don't know for a fact it's not. And we yeah. can never really know. Oh. And I love that because I think, again, just like with eye damage, like glasses and stuff, I think it's fascinating that I will never be able to see what you see because mm. you need glasses and I don't. So True, like it's, yeah. I don't, I, I find it really hard to comprehend what that's like mm. to, to need them. You need glasses and I don't. Rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love glasses. <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I was weird. I wanted braces and glasses. And like all my friends who needed braces and glasses, like they were really unhappy that they had to get them and yeah. both are really expensive See, and stuff. And all, I was like, all but you, they look so cool. The amount of you able-visioned, full-visioned people who have said that to me over the years, oh, I wish I had glasses. That's not, uh, no. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, I am very, like I'm really grateful that I don't need them. Yeah. I just, I think they look lovely. I really like glasses. Yeah, I think the only people who like glasses are people who don't have to wear them. Yeah, that's it. Like I, I do feel really lucky and I'm so glad that mm. I like, because I, I, I'm a very, very forgetful person. <laughs> yeah. But you see, I get it with freckles. Like I'm covered in freckles and people are just like, oh, I wish I was as freckly as you. I'm like, I hate my freckles. I've never noticed you as being overly freckly. Yeah, I have. A, I wear a lot of makeup. Ah, okay. And also, they come out more in the sun, and I hate uh, yeah, the sun. Yeah, I get that. So they don't come out that much. See, I when I was a kid, I was very freckly. Ah. Very freckly. And it kind of went away as I got older. Really? Yeah, they kind of dulled or something. I now, know. like, I mean, my facial freckles, they have dulled because I've been covering them over with makeup and being indoors a lot. But, mm. like, my shoulders and stuff are covered in freckles. I'll show, I'll show you after. I'm, I'm at a distance. I can't yeah. see. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I have a surprising amount of freckles. Fun oh, fact there. <laughs> so we've, we've done our science facts. Now we have our Orla facts. Yeah. <laughs> Orla has freckles. <laughs> but uh, we'll move on to our main topic now. We're talking about um, prosthetics. Yes, yeah. And I kind of thought just for, uh, to kind of bring us into it, I yeah. looked up the kind of a little bit of the evolution of prosthetics. Mm-hmm. And... As you spent your facts quizzing me, when do you think prosthetics really start to come about? Oh man, um, I'd imagine they would have sixties, <laughs> seventies. Really? Yeah, maybe earlier. Yeah. See, a lot I know. Earlier. Are we talking like what we'd call modern prosthetics? No. 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 Oh, so well, like, then they, they would say the Egyptians probably had something. Ding ding ding. Oh, was it the Egyptians? Yeah, oh, the Egyptians. Okay. Yeah. 
I actually, did I keep the fact about the Egyptians? Um, I didn't, darn it. Um, but no, I did. Here we go. Um, rudimentary, rudimentary um, prosthetics. It's fine, it's a hard word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, were made of fibre and it's believed that they were worn um, more for a sense of wholeness rather than function. Ah, okay. But, however, scientists recently discovered um, what is said to be the world's first prosthetic toe from an Egyptian mummy and, appear- and it appears to have been fully functional. Fully functional? Yep. Isn't that mad? What? No, it's a toe. Yeah, so I know. Sub- yeah, like, I suppose the main function of a toe is balance. Yeah. But yeah. the Egyptians, and we're talking ancient Egyptians, we're not talking <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, we're not talking Egyptians. like currently. Yeah, they yeah. just did it last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's no one else is on the toe market. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't being covered. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's something I often forget to kind of uh, specify when I'm talking about stuff like that. I say, yo, the Egyptians did this. When I said Egyptians, I did mean ancient Egypt. Yeah. I didn't mean like you know, two lads a couple of weeks ago, you yeah. know, sitting, <laughs> sitting in a lab. I have an idea. <laughs> That would be rather anticlimactic if it wasn't the ancient Egyptians. No, about a year ago. (laughs) I mean, still good for them, especially if it was just two lads that had an idea. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, But I mean, like one of the things I said is the evolution of prosthetics is a long and storied history, obviously. Mm. I mean, if we're going back further than the ancient Egyptians and that actually has primitive beginnings, um, like... so. When you think about it, going back to caveman days, they would have had to find, like, accidents would have happened <laughs> kind of thing, especially yeah. with, like, with hunters and rough terrain and everything and not the, the hospitals that we now know. Yeah. So these, like, I mean, you'd be losing limbs and things like that. So And because it was... Just on a daily basis. Yeah. Stop, <laughs> there goes right another center. one. <laughs> Toes, fingers, arms. Just falling off everywhere yeah. I go. <laughs> You know those cavemen, <laughs> always losing arms. Oh, them cavemen. <laughs> but like, it was the survival of the fittest. So obviously they wouldn't have been as useful as they are now, but they would have had to help in some way to maintain their survival. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, think of it with pirates. Peg legs. I wonder, is that like kind of historically accurate though? It is, apparently. It is? Oh, from, wow. Yeah, from what I've heard. Um... I mean, parts of the Caribbean, the documentary. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. True. Um, but no, yeah, apparently it is. Because also, you know the thing about the eye patch? Yeah. That's true. I've heard that. Yeah, Have that's fascinating. Have you heard the theory about yeah. it? Yeah. And Above it was actually... deck and below deck. We, yeah. Should, yeah, we should actually explain the theory for people who didn't. Just, did you hear the theory? Yeah, oh, that's great. And I was Moving going on. to wait to see if you did. <laughs> yeah, it was to do it when they were below deck. Yeah. It was so that when they'd go below deck, they had one eye that was constantly used to the dark so yeah. they could just switch it. I think that is genius. Yeah. Like That is a genius hack. <laughs> see, eventually the name had to come into play. <laughs> Just took se- till season <laughs> took two. A, took a whole series. <laughs> but we got there. We got there. <laughs> um, moving a little bit forward through history, because I, d- I mean, I mm. could have gone through the entire evolution, but I mean, the show is only <clears throat> an hour, so it probably yes. would have taken a little bit longer. Um, that could be a podcast in itself, yeah. where every episode you go through like a century. <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, we'll do history hack at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, in 1696, Pierre, er, Peter 
I know. I think it's like the German pronunciation of Peter. Yeah. Like it's P-I-E-T-O-R. I'm sorry. Verdun. Never been good at names. No, that's that's one of the, the things with this show. Yeah. If you've got a, an interesting <laughs> name, we're probably going to ruin it on you. Yep. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to set your standards low for my pronunciations. <laughs> uh, well, he developed the first non-locking below knee joint um, oh, prosthesis, wow. which would later become become the blueprint for the current joint and uh, and corset devices. Wow. So something that was just at the end of the 1600s is the blueprint for something that we still use now in prosthesis. That's crazy. Like it goes, it, it kind of goes to show the simplicity of it. Mm, oh, absolutely. That like, it's just, it's how much you can expand on it. Like you have like, okay, right, like <clears throat> this non-locking knee joint. Mm-hmm. So obviously you meant that the, the, like below the knee, you could bend like as a normal knee would. Yeah. And now we're kind of moving on to to having like reactions and have ner- like not nerve endings, but having like those similar kind of yeah. reactions and um, having touch in prosthesis. That's yeah, that's something that they're kind of looking at doing. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. And like I, I actually did jump. I thought it would be kind of a good um, contrast to see like a, a prosthesis that was that was the blueprint in 1696, and then I found an article from 18 hours ago. So you can't really get oh, much wow. more up to date. And um, it's that researchers have developed a next generation bionic hand. Yes, bionic wow. in an actual sense, um, not, not in a superhero mm. sense, uh, that allows amputees to regain their proprioception. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a definition for this because I was just like, I don't know what this means, and I'm probably not the only one. It means perception or awareness of the position and movement of the body. So, like, kind of like that whole spatial awareness. Yeah, I explained proprioception in an episode last season. See, I remembered ah. something that you didn't remember. So there you go. <laughs> I had a Google definition. <laughs> um, the results of the study, which have been published in recent science robotics, um, are a culmination of 10 years of robotics research. Wow. And I think, like, I know we, we've talked about cyborgs and stuff like mm. that. But the fact that we're, we're going into bionic and robotics mm. and stuff, I think it's a cool new... What's the word? Advancement in prosthetics. Yeah. And I mean, I remember reading a thing a while ago talking about, are we going to get to the point where at, at some point it nearly becomes these things are elective improvements that mm. you could get on your body. Kind of like an Alita. Yeah. It's like if, you, if you're if you into your cyberpunk sort of yeah. stuff and you're into those types of types of things, you see that the idea of um, this kind of future situation where people would go in and go, okay, these arms are faster they're stronger, stronger. They're you know they're they're better at doing things than human arms are. Don't respond to pain as much as exactly. Don't bleed. They're more dexterous. They don't bleed. Yeah. And the whole idea being you know would it's it's the question down the line. It's like that whole question of would you get like implants in your mm. brain to help you with you know to improve your your thought process yeah. and excuse me make it quicker for you to kind of you know work things out and stuff like that. Would you get you know arms like yeah. bionic body parts and stuff if they were going to improve how your body functioned yeah, almost like cosmetic surgery that's the thing because the thing I was reading on it was they were saying the same thing they were kind of saying it could possibly become one of these things that's just every bit as normal hmm. as someone going in and getting a facelift yeah you know like and because and in a sense you know people go in and get a lot of like, cosmetic surgery for cosmetic reasons yeah these would be surgeries done for practical reasons. Yeah. You know, it's like this will help you jump higher, run faster, you know, stuff like that. And it's it's an interesting idea. 
And like the thing is, given how fast these technologies are moving, like I still can't get over bionic hand. Bionic mm. hands are a thing. Like yeah. what the hell? But I mean, like I'm in my twenties. We're we are in our twenties. Like it's it's not completely unfathomable that that kind of reality will be outside of our lifetime. Mm. Like un- unless I die tomorrow or something. Well, that yeah, that's not grim. But. <laughs> Ideally, <laughs> <laughs> ideally, I live like you know the average lifespan yeah. for the time. Um, um, but yeah, like it's it's something that could very much be in our time. And I mean, the interesting thing there is you know to look maybe beyond just when we talk prosthetics um, and bionics, where of course everybody thinks, like you said, bionic arms and mm. legs and all of the this, that, and the other. The bionic woman. But yeah, bionic <laughs> people. Yeah. But what people overlook sometimes is organs. Because yeah. a lot of people die from organ failure. Yeah. You know, organs just stop working. And what if you could build something that was maybe more reliable? Ooh. Or, you know, that maybe a heart that pumps blood more efficiently. Or a liver that filtered things more efficiently. You know, things like that. What mm. if we could actually do that? And I mean, there is actually a history of that. The the first ever um, artificial organ. Yeah. It was... um. There was a, a doctor back during World War II, a Dutch doctor. Um, I'm going to mess this up too. Will, William Clough, um, he was Dutch. And basically while he was hiding from the Nazis, he came up with the very first artificial organ. Oh my God. Um, and it was an artificial kidney. Talk but, about making use of your time. like. But also talking about making a use of objects. What he used to make this artificial kidney was old sausage skins, oh my God. orange juice cans, and an old washing machine. What? Mm-hmm. And what he came up with and what he used as this was an artificial kidney is became the blueprint for what is now dialysis. No way. Mm-hmm. So basically what we've learned from from that and from the, the non-locking joint, if you have an idea, even if you think it's a bit nuts, even if it's just sausages and orange juice cans, <laughs> try it out just in case. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Believe you just in your know. imagination. <laughs> Absolutely, like give it a shot. Yeah, <laughs> but what's like, the worst thing that can happen? It doesn't work. Yeah, but that could be a very bad thing, depending no, but, on what you're trying to replace. But I mean, like if you're if it's just you in your bedroom smacking things together. Yeah, it's just like oh dear, my hypothesis didn't work. Oh, oh well. True. <laughs> Interesting one actually. Now, if you're in an actual hospital, maybe be a do a bit more research. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, obviously. <laughs> sorry, don't mean to cut across. No, you, go, on, go on. 3D printed organs are supposed to be a thing. And 3D printed prosthetic limbs yes. are becoming um, 3D very printers common. 3D printers blow my mind. There Amazing. are so like there's so many things that I have grown up with. Like you know, 3D printers that that became a thing when I was in primary school. Now mm. they weren't as like as everywhere that they are now yeah but like i mean it was a thing like it was talked about and like in the like it was talked about it's going to be in the future like the next few years and you know they were, like people were working on 3d printers yeah but the likes of 3d printers Excuse and me? even hands-free like you know when you see people walking around and they don't have a phone to their ear yeah. but they're just That's, talking to i them. still kind of <laughs> go is that guy talking to him oh no he's not okay but like we've grown up with this like since we were very young those things started to yeah so it should just be we should assume like oh they're talking on their phone oh actually they're not no they're talking to themselves like but still we jump to the the, the conclusion yeah, yeah absolutely um and talking about because you mentioned 3d printed stuff mm-hmm. um i was what, reading this thing a while ago it's fantastic this guy um his son had um had a, a limb amputated mm-hmm. his arm amputated and he was in the UK, and he was looking at uh, the waiting list to get um, 
you know fitted for a prosthetic and how much it would cost to yeah. get like a, a good one and the whole thing and he was looking into it and he's like this is ridiculous like this is really expensive yeah. and this guy not overly knowledgeable with computers he was kind of knew what he was doing he could send send an email and type a document you know like your basics he could do his basic surfing yeah. the internet kind of stuff but he went anyway and he was just going through and he said he was literally on Facebook and he came across an ad for a secondhand 3D printer yeah and he said he had been looking up and um, probably why the ad popped up but he'd been looking up alternatives when it came to um, prosthetic Thanks. limbs and a lot of people were talking about um, using printing. a 3D printer and printing parts and he obviously was really interested. Like, okay, this yeah. sounds uh, interesting enough here. Um, so he went and looked into it, and this person was selling a second-hand 3D printer, and he thought, Do you know what? Give it a go. Yeah. So he did, bought the 3D printer, and started printing out the parts to make the, the arm. And he was actually making his kid these 3D printed arms. That's so cool. Oh, it was amazing. And like, it's pretty rudimentary. Like, It has like cables running up it. Yeah. So, But the way it works is like when he has his arm... I think it's like when he has his arm outstretched, and but he can have it open or closed. But then as he turns the arm, it closes the fist. Oh, so he cool. can actually pick things up. Yeah. Or if he pulls back, there's there's the combinations of movements. So it's yeah. like if he wants to pull back while holding on to something, he pulls back and turns the wrist on it and that'll keep gripping. Awesome. So he can actually control his grip as he's moving around, which is just unreal. That's so amazing. Brilliant. And like that's because, as you said, the waiting list was so long. Yeah. But he said what's happened now is he said him and his son have bonded more. Yeah. Because they're always working on, oh, what kind of things do we do? What designs yeah, do we do? projects and stuff. Yeah. What and can we change? What can we, that's so... Yeah. And he's learning. He was saying what he wants to look into is um, the idea of, I think it's myoelectrics, they call them. Mm -hmm. So it would be controlled by the brain, essentially. Right. So looking into how that works. And that actually leads on to a really, really cool thing. I've seen this guy, he's a drummer. <laughs> and he had had an arm amputated. And of course... It's in his mind, career over, can never drum again. Yeah. But he started off with just a basic prosthetic. Yeah. And then he got one which was like a long kind of metal arm that had a drumstick attached to the end of it. Very so he could just cool. use it like a drumstick. But he was working with this doctor. Like he basically went to this doctor and sort of said, look, we'll try anything. I'll try some different things. And this doctor gave him different prosthetics for doing different things. One of them was like two motors and it had the two drumsticks on it and it would literally do like, you know, like, yeah. do motions with the drumstick so all he has to do is hold his hand over the say the cymbals and he could get like a that's you know, like, so and cool. do drum rolls and stuff yeah so he was he said the stuff he can do now as a drummer that he could never do yeah and kind of he said it really excites him for the future it's like right now he's in theory a better drummer than he ever was and these arms have helped him do it yeah and they're kind of looking at like down the line he could the, the stuff these arms could possibly do yeah is unreal. Because actually, sorry, no, I'm just going to say the same doctor was saying what he'd love to do is uh, try the proper brain controlled stuff. Yeah. But, but obviously, they're not. he's not allowed. He said he can't get a doctor <laughs> to allow him to put them into this guy's brain. And the drummer yeah. had said, look, I'll do it. I'd be willing to do it. But we can't get clearance to do it. And your man has tested it and he knows it works because what he had done was he had tested it using um, kind of a simpler version of it, like a non-invasive version of it with a chimp. And he'd sit the chimp in this little car and put food on the other side of the room. And he'd like make sure the chimp couldn't get out of the car. So mm -hmm. he was stuck in the car. The chimp just on, gets out of the car. He's on the, yeah, that's what he's saying. You couldn't just leave him yeah. in it. So he had to make sure he couldn't get out. So he's seatbelt on. He can't get out of the car. And he's looking. I say like a car. It's like a, more like yeah. a pram. And he's looking <laughs> on the other like side it. of the room where the food is. And 
by looking at it and the, the chimp's obviously thinking, I want to get to that food. Yeah. The chair starts moving. And he can actually control this thing with his brain. Oh my so God. it's already possible. It's just oh. they haven't really got the clearance to, t- to test it on people yet, obviously. So. Yeah, that's so mm. cool. It's almost like telekinesis. Yeah, that's but exactly what I thought as well. <laughs> yeah, this is telekinesis. <laughs> I do, but like, I mean, that is kind of funny. Like, you know, say with um, prosthetics that are becoming better than our own bodies yeah. and the likes of that where it's like telekinesis. It's like saying screw you to evolution. Kind mm. of like, oh, you make you make sure I can't grow my limb back. Fine, <laughs> I'm going to get it. myself a better one. <laughs> That's really cool, though. <laughs> um, Sorry, but, you were going to say something there, though. Yes, yeah, I can't remember what it was that you mentioned, but um, basically about oh, the drummer, the way he was like better than he ever was mm. when he got the prosthetic. I actually had a little fact about the Paralympic Games. Mm-hmm. And it was that the first Paralympic Games were held in Rome and Italy in 1960 and featured 400 athletes from 23 countries. Um, and then it was a little fact about one of the about the first Paralympic Winter Games. Mm. Um, but what I was thinking, and there's like there's new rule or new rules and laws and kind of things where Paralympian Paralympians get the same payout medal. Well, Paralympian medal winners get the same payout yeah. as like. The, the original um, Olympic medal winners. Yeah. And as we were saying that prosthetics are kind of like improving our body and performance, will it? Will they become two even more kind of paralleled Olympics? Yeah. That like you're going to have your standard Olympics where like there's nobody with any prosthetics and then you'll have your Paralympics that are nearly like superhuman. <laughs> you could do. Yeah. I mean, it could happen. Like bionic legs and stuff. I, I honestly reckon it could, you could see a day where, you know, it, it, they do start to actually improve performance. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and again, I mean, the, the Olympics are every four years. So there's a lot of techno- technological jumps that can happen in yeah. those four years. And say like for, especially with kids and teenagers, because it is often. See, that's why I always say I'm not an Olympian. If I just had the drive as a 10-year-old, I could be going to Tokyo in a couple of years. But alas... I did not. No. Nor did I have the grace or <laughs> spatial awareness. That is ah, you would have got there. <laughs> but wasn't there a guy there who competed in the last Olympics who actually had was running on the blades? Yes. And he actually yeah. gotten to the point where basically he was, I suppose, good enough yeah. that he was he was matching the times. He was getting up to where he needed to be to compete in the in the Olympics. Yeah. And he got to compete with um, with other athletes, with able-bodied athletes in, yeah. the, in the Olympics. I think that's really interesting. Mm. It's definitely something to <coughs> to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, I think definitely. it'd be really exciting to see. It, it all it all seems very futuristic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, I think it, it is. Well, obviously, this is a topic we could probably at some point come back and and keep revisiting because mm. it is really interesting. And we're seeing constant improvements and constant changes on it. And as mm. I said, we're re- really interested in the idea of. We, I mean, our first ever episode of this show back episode one, we talked about being becoming cyborgs. Yeah. And are we becoming cyborgs? That yeah. was how we started this show. <laughs> so these kind of like you know physical augmentations obviously interest yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and like I think the the big barrier for the the um, those kind of ones, you know, like the the more hardcore mm. sort of ones. Are, is price. Yes. Because they of can be thousands of dollars sometimes yeah. to get like the really high end kind of ones. Yeah. And uh, I seen this woman, it was the same documentary that the, the kid with the 3D printer and stuff was on. Oh. And she had like, she started off with um, 
again, same thing, really embarrassed by having to have prosthetic arms and mm. it was a big, huge jalopy of a yoke and yeah. she was saying like even as a kid she said this was like a man sized hand that she oh, had and she's going around a as a kid girl, yeah like... and um she it was just it was horrible and then as she got older she kind of you know she got better stuff and put a bit more money into it now the thing she has is like the prosthetic itself is like from the wrist to the elbow and she has different arms that she literally slots in like different oh. hands for different things so like she does archery and she has a specific wow. arm for archery and she has a specific arm that she uses that's more dexterous for doing little kind yeah. of movements. And she has, um, she like just nearly for the laugh, she has a hook <laughs> just because, of course, she wants to have that yeah. at some point. But she has all these different types of attachments that can be used for different things. And so she's fully embraced that. And yeah. she doesn't even use one that looks human anymore, like looks skin tone. Yeah, this, like, why not? Like, yeah, it has like, it's, it's metal and glass, basically. So you can see the workings Ooh. on the inside of it. So wow. she properly embraces the fact that, look, I have a, essentially a bionic arm. Yeah. And they, what she's using is these myoelectric kind of stuff. So like she can control it based on muscle impulses. Yeah. So muscle impulses coming from uh, the rest of her arm, essentially. Yeah. She can control some of the more subtle cool. movements of this thing. So, I mean, we're already there with a lot of this technology. Yeah. We really are. And actually, just as you were saying about, like, kind of going back to, to kids and not even, not just kids, just people in general who might be a bit self-conscious about prosthetics. Mm-hmm. You know who has really changed with the times and has kind of, like, come on in leaps and bounds and isn't really recognised a lot? Barbie. Barbie? Barbie. Um, I'll lead up to it because, yeah, like, I we're mean, getting there. Because, <laughs> like, you know, with Barbie, like, you think um, blonde hair, really thin, and yeah, all this. The traditional idea of Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when I was a kid, I had Barbies who were doctors, who were dentists, who were vets. Very true. Who yeah. had all these like really professionals, sometimes considered man's jobs. Mm-hmm. I did air quotes. Nobody can see. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, so in that sense. It was kind of going against already, like from the 90s. Yeah. It was kind of going against the sexist stereotypes that were already put on Barbie. Now, she still yeah. looked the same, which in a sense is even better. Because, like, I mean, you can look whatever way you want and have whatever job yeah, you it's want. Like just because you look like, you know, the tradital idea of a Barbie, yeah. like that kind of model-esque sort like of thing. kind of thing. Yeah, just because like you look like blonde. that. It, yeah, it doesn't mean you can't succeed in in industry exactly, or in whatever you yeah. want to do. It's all about your brain. Yeah. But um, this year, I can't remember, actually, I think it was late last year or this year that they're finally out. Um, it's Barbie who is in all different shapes and sizes I've starting seen off. This. Yeah. And Barbie who is in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Barbie who has prosthetic limbs. Yeah. And um, every skin color you can think of, yeah. every body, as you said, different body That's types. Dif- yeah. There's loads of different eye colours, different skin colours. There's different, like, different heights of Barbie, different waist size. Uh, I was also like, good on you, Barbie. Yeah. Because, I mean, <clears throat> it is it is a time where little girls, they, where there's going to be more of these becoming available and they're going to be have a better social awareness, say, that I did yeah. about the, the kind of, what's the, like, societal... Uh, not oh, expectations mm. and I think it's really good to kind of jump on it and just be like here you can be whatever you want you can look like whatever you want because yeah. I didn't have that as a kid and my god did that affect me quite a lot mm. <laughs> and I mean could we please get some uh, action men maybe that don't all look like The Rock oh you know? do, they still make, do they still make action men yeah 
they still make all of them and the, the thing with, with boys toys I suppose if you want in again air quotes yeah. um, has been that they've always had that thing they've always been soldiers they've always been yeah. fighting type things and they've always looked like again look like The Rock no yeah. hate on The Rock I love The Rock yeah. but, uh, but I mean they all look like action heroes and yeah. that's probably why most men have a tendency to want to go to the gym and look, yeah. <laughs> look like that and actually just as you said like you know boys toys one thing that I really love in recent years that toy shop I'm pretty sure it's starting in Sweden but in toy shops, they don't have, like, gendered aisles. Mm. They just have Barbie and, like, cars and Lego and all this. Yeah. It's not colour-coordinated. It's nothing. It just says what's in the aisle. Yeah, it it's like a doll section or a yeah. car section or a teddy bear section. Yeah. And it is so good. Mm. And, like, a certain a certain toy store had an ad where the little boy was wearing a princess. It, it was animation. The little boy was wearing a princess dress. It's like, oh, this is so good. And you're starting to see even here. I do, I know, we're we're going to move on to science stuff mm. now in just a second. I, just, I do apologize. But you are starting to see that here as well with signage in shops where they're not yeah. labeled as girl section, boy section anymore. They're labeled as Jeans dolls or, or this or that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I thought. The, uh, the advertisement was in Ireland. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it was on. It's an it's not an Irish chain. Um, but uh, yeah, it was on around Christmas. Last oh, Christmas. Made my sister cry. Well, Maybe you cry, go. to be honest. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, science. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, science news stuff because we're running out of time. Yes. Um, the first, uh, excuse me, the first time we've ever done this in terms of identifying them. This is this uh, recently in Australia. Um, a woman has been identified as having what will be only the second ever set of what they're calling semi-identical twins. I heard about. Have this. you seen that? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And because I didn't realize exactly how this worked. Like, Me neither. In terms this is, this what is how I, what I learned about twins too. Yeah. <laughs> this is I I learned about it like yeah. earlier in the week when I was reading about this. Yeah. And it was it's the first time it's the second time it's ever happened. Yeah. And it's the first time it's been identified in the womb. Yeah. Which is unreal. It's. Oh. And I'm just tra- like the they were talking about sort of how it, it sort of happened and it would be like basically. To make them semi-identical, it would have had to be one egg cell and two sperms. Yeah. And then they split off. Because I think it's the way identical twins happen is it's one sperm cell, one egg cell, yeah. and it splits in two. And they have to be the same gender. Yeah. They come out the same gender and they are identical. Yeah. Because they're coming from the exact same root. Yeah. Um, with semi-identical, it's one egg, two sperm cells. Yeah. And those two sperm cells, the egg cell breaks into two and each sperm cell takes kind of half of it each. And then I think for fraternal twins, it's, it's a eggs. weird, it's two eggs. Yeah, yeah, it's when there's a weird circumstance where there's two eggs and yeah. two sperm separately and there's separate fertilization. Yeah. So there's actually, I always thought it was only two. I always thought it was fraternal and identical. Yeah. I didn't realize there was semi-identical. It's so weird. Twins fascinate me. Yeah, it, it, amazing. Yeah. And like how you just, because you kind of take it as black and white, like you do this, you have a baby, that's how it works. This yeah. is how the body does it. Nah, nope, <laughs> it can go so many different ways. But the fact that, as I said, second second ever known case of semi-identical yeah. twins, that's how rare it is. Because it shouldn't like, happen. Yeah. You shouldn't have a case where one egg is fertilized by two sperm at the same time. Actually, I mean, thinking about it logically, it is very strange. Yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't really work, but it does in very rare cases. This is the second known case. But... Glossing over slightly, what's more, not more impressive, but what's equally impressive is that while this is the second time it's happened, it's the first time we've been able to identify it still in the womb. Yeah. It's never been identified, never, we've never been able to identify it that early. That's so weird. Mm hmm. So, like, science, man. Yeah, we should do a show on science. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not a bad idea. Mm. Scientists have also um, were talking about the. Oh, we are talking about the environment. Sorry, I broke your promise. Um, and it's not from me. I, I broke your promise. You're probably going to say it in the next <laughs> couple of seconds anyway. Uh, but scientists have found ways to turn carbon dioxide back into coal. What? Yeah, very, very interesting. Um, basically, they use liquid metals uh, turns carbon dioxide back into solid coal. Oh um, my god! It's basically it's an alternative um, to removing greenhouse gases yeah. kind of from the air because instead of just re- removing them from our atmosphere, instead we're kind of harnessing them and re uh, not appropriating. What's the word I'm looking for? Recycling. Um, it's kind of recycling them. Yeah, turning them back into coal. And the thing with that is. Obviously, coal being a fossil fuel and it's being run out of, you could nearly create a situation where there's a cycle where you have the coal, you burn the coal, you collect the carbon dioxide, you recycle that back into coal, you burn the coal. And it means you can actually, you could in theory use coal as a much cleaner source. So in in places, because one of the problems is you've seen in some kind of burgeoning economies that are starting up is using stuff like coal and stuff is cheaper Mm. for them than it is to use a lot of modern alternatives. And to not use the coal would sort of hold them back a little bit. So this could be an alternative for how they could still use coal to sort of fuel fuel their economy a little bit, no pun intended. But it could be recycled. That carbon dioxide that's produced could be recycled back into making more coal rather than it going out into the atmosphere. And that, like, that is really, really interesting because, mm. like, when you said basically recycling coal, the first thing I thought was, like, that is a fossil fuel. That is something that is found yeah. on Earth and that there was a limited supply. And that's what we've been taught for thousands of years. Well, maybe not thousands. They probably didn't realize it back then. Hundreds but, like, of years anyway. Exactly, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That this was just common knowledge that mm. this is a non... What's this? Non-renewable. Uh, non-renewable, yeah. And now we have hit a point where something that has been non-renewable for the entire world, for the entirety of time, yeah. it's recycled. That's crazy. Unreal. It's it's in crazy, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> but we're done. We are out of time. You can hear the music playing in the background. Um, we are out of time. Like Thank you. For the, the, hook, the hook has come in. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. First episode of season yeah. two. We've got loads left to go for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, so definitely stick with us. We'll be back at the same time next week. So until then, bye bye. See you then.